Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. We're in the middle of a uh, of a sugya about the uh, the four brothers, two of whom married sisters, and then the two brothers died, leaving those two initial wives to the other two brothers. And we're in the midst of a very nuanced comment of Shmuel. And this comment of Shmuel is found on Chavzayin Amar Aleph, about eight lines down, where it says Gufa Amar Shmuel, and that's where we're going to be starting from today. We'll be learning until the top of Daf, really to the middle of Kav Ches and Aleph, um, and hopefully we'll be able to, uh, to finish in, in short order. As you can see, Kav Ches and Beis is a, is a big blot, um, which is good that we're going to offset a little bit. Um, and uh, just one note for this week is Wednesday night, we will not be having Shear. We'll be having Shear Wednesday morning instead. As of now, that's the case. If I end up having a bris Wednesday morning, then I'll record and post. But as of now, Wednesday morning after the 6.30 shachras. Says the Gemara, Chavzayin Amadalef, eight lines down, Gufa. We had a statement yesterday of Shmuel that was a little cryptic, and we have to analyze it today. Amar Shmuel, Chalatz le'achayos, lo nifteru tzaros. But le'tzaros, nifteru achayos. So the backdrop is, is exactly what's going on in our Mishnah at the open of the parak. We're right now learning Perik Arba Arba Achen, the four brothers. So let's paint the picture yet again. We have four brothers. The first two brothers, Ruvain and Shimon, married sisters, Leah and uh, Leah and Rachel. And then Reuven and Shimon died, and Leah and Rachel fell in Yibum to Levi and Yehuda, the brothers number three and four. So the Gemara says in the name of Shmuel, Shmuel made this comment in passing yesterday, and he said that if the two brothers, if Levi and Yehuda are chalat la'achayos, if they do chalitza to the, uh, to the wives themselves, not the tsaros, but the wives themselves, so then lo nifteru tsaros, the tsaros still need chalitza. That doesn't make them available to other people. They're still trapped and they still need chalitza. But the tsaros, had it been that Levi and Yehuda, they did Chalitza to the tzaros, then nifteru achayos. The statement of Shmuel continues, but this line will be the one we focus on. Let's just learn the other two lines. We'll translate them more literally than conceptually, and then we'll move, come back to this case. Case number two of Shmuel is chalatz lebailas haget. Let's say that uh, a person that Levi or Yehuda gave a get to one of these women. Now, if a woman needs chalitza or yibum and she gets a get, it doesn't help her. A get doesn't solve for chalitza. It doesn't solve for yibum chalitza. You need to do either yibum or chalitza. Get doesn't help. But let's say that a person did give a get to this person. So chalatz lebailas a get. If a man does chalitza to a woman who's holding a get, lo niftera tzara, that also doesn't help her tzara. Her tzara still needs chalitza. And litzara, but if in fact the brother did chalitza to the tzara, where the other wife was a baila saget, then nifter a baila saget, then she doesn't need to have anything else. Case number three of Shmuel, chalas la baila sa maimer. Maimer is where Levi or Yehuda does some type of kedushin de Rabbanon to Leah or Rachel. So if one of those women had this, uh, um, they had this uh, kedusha yibum, if they had this done, and chalas la baila sa maimer, if Levi or Yehuda does chalitza to the woman who got who received maimer, lo nifter tzara, her co-wife will not be exempt. But Litzara, had it been that they did the chalitza to the co-wife of this Baila Samaimer, Niftara Baila Samaimer, then the Baila Samaimer can go free. Those are cases two and three. But the Gemara that we're going to be focusing on today is the first line of Shmuel, where Shmuel is talking about a case of chalatz la'achayos lo niftirutzaros. So says the Gemara, ma'ishna la'achayos de lo niftirutzaros. Why is it that when we said that if Levi or Yehuda does chalitza to one of the sisters, the lo niftirutzaros, that the, the co-wife of one of the sisters, that she will not be, the co-wife will not be exempt. She still needs chalitza. Why did we say that? Because the havile achos isha bezika. 
because there is a, a Zika status here that limits the length, the power of the Chalitza. If you're concerned about Zika in one direction, we should be concerned about Zika in the other. If you're concerned about Zika in regards to the, to the, to the first wife, to one of the sisters, let's call her Leah, you should also be concerned about the Tzara because Zika still exists. So answers the Gemara very simply, one third of the way down on Chavzayin Amad Aleph, Kasavar Shmuel, ain't Zika. Shmuel holds it. There is no Zika. That's not what's going on in this Mishnah over here or in this statement of Shmuel. Shmuel is not talking about Zika. And therefore, when Shmuel says that there's a difference between doing Chalisa to one of the sisters like Leah versus doing it doing Chalisa to the Tzara of Leah, so there can be different halachos, but it's not because of Zika. Says the Gemara, that doesn't make sense. We had learned previously in this Masechta that Shmuel does, in fact, hold of Zika. So says the Gemara, you're right. Really, Shmuel does hold that. But here in this case, when Shmuel is t- saying this line that we're analyzing, the line that we started with, that's Ladibre Haomer ein Zika Kamar. So says the Gemara, fine. If you want to say <clears throat> that Shmuel's line is really about ein Zika, really he's saying that there is no status of Zika here, fine. But Ihachi, then Chalatz Laachayos, Amai Lo Niftirutzaros. If at the end of the day you're saying that there's no Zika, so why is it that if there's Chalitza done to Leah, why is it that her tzara wouldn't go free? There's no zika. So what are you worried about? Why can't the tzara go free when, when the sister, when Leah actually goes free? Bishlama, I could understand Sarah de Rachel Otipater. I could understand the second wife, in this case, Rachel. This is going to be the, the, second, the second sister, the younger sister. I could understand in regards to Sarah de Rachel Otipater, the kevan de chalatz la leah, the hader chalatz la Rachel, because since Leah had chalitza done first, and then only then Rachel had it. Well, then Havila Chalitza de Rachel Chalitza Psula. When we had the Chalitza that was done first to Leah, and only then do we turn to Rachel. Well, Rachel cannot be married because she's Achos, uh, she's Achos Chalitza. Achos Chalitza. So. so you're not, he wouldn't be allowed to marry Rachel no matter what. So Rachel is getting Chalitza out of necessity because Yibum is not allowed in this case. So that's called Chalitza Psula. Now, to be clear, as mentioned, chalitza psula doesn't mean that the chalitza is puzzle, that it's invalid. What it means is that it's a, it's a weaker version of chalitza. Why? The ideal version of chalitza is when you're really choosing between yibum and chalitza. And then when you choose chalitza, that's a full chalitza. But there is this middle of the road approach where, okay, I'm not allowed to do yibum, but I still have to do chalitza. That's called chalitza psula. So says the Gemara, I could understand I could understand why, when it comes to Rachel, that if Rachel got chalitza, that her tzara should not go free without chalitza, because when Rachel was getting chalitza, it was after Leah got chalitza, and therefore the chalitza was chalitza psula, because this chalitza that uh, one of the brothers did to Rachel would never have allowed him to marry Rachel because she was the achos chalitza, so she wasn't allowed to be married. El tzara de Leah tipater, but Leah who was the one who was approached first, there it was a perfect chalitza because the option was there to marry her. Why not? Because if Leah becomes a Yavama on her own by herself, then instantly in that moment, you can either do Yibum or chalitza. So says the Gemara, the Tzara should be pater. So says the Gemara, great question. Halfway down, my low niftu tzaros nami tzara. What does it mean when it says that the Tzaros does not get to go free? Says the Gemara, it was only talking about a Tzara de Rachel. It was only talking about the Tzara of the second woman who was getting chalitza, but not the first. Says the Gemara, that doesn't work. It says, the, the statement of Shmuel refers to these women as Tzaros, that they are 
both of them, seemingly Leah and Rachel, are not allowed to have their tzaros go free. Says the Gemara, when it says tzaros, it just means tzaros to Alma. It just means in any case, when we have two sisters, one of them, one of the sisters, her tzara will not go free. Asks the Gemara, Ihachi, chalatz tzaros, if it's true what you're saying, that there is no Zika, and if it's true what you're saying, that there are scenarios in which the Tzara will be exempt, why doesn't it work the other way? Why doesn't it work? Why does Shmuel say that if you do the Tzara first, that it works? It should be the case that if the Tzara was the one who got Chalitza first, then the co-wife, who's a sister, Leah or Rachel, should be exempt. Yet we know that that's not the case, that if the tzara of Rachel was given chalitza first, would Rachel in fact be exempt from chalitza? We know that's not true because the Mishnah writes, Aser Adam krovas chalutzaso, that a, a tzara who is a karov to the chalutza, so Leah is going to be a karov to Rachel, and Rachel's tzara was the one getting chalitza, that's Aser. So says the Gemara, answer number one, why is it that Shmuel says what he says? That if Chalitza is done to the sister, let's review his line, eight lines down, Shmuel said that if you did Chalitza to the sister, that the Tsaros are stuck. And if you did, uh, if you did Chalitza to the Tsaros, then the, women, then the actual sister, Leah or Rachel, are in fact exempt. Why does this work? Because Shmuel gives a, um, a difficult answer, one that the Gemara seems to shift to another shita of pretty quickly, and that's as follows. Says the Gemara, Shmuel nami hischil velo hischil ka'amar. What Shmuel is talking about is when we're dealing with doing chalitza for two sisters, it depends how you started. It depends what you did first. Hischil ba'achayos, if you started with either Leah or Rachel, then lo yigmor bitzaros. Then when it comes to the next sister, you cannot start with bitzaros. Ditznan asr adem bitzaros krovas chalutzaso. Because you're not allowed to do that, as we learned above, that the tzara... That Sarah of Rachel and Rachel is a family member to Leah, that does not work. But his Bitsaros, if when it came to the first sister, you started with the first sister's Sarah. So let's say you started with Leah, and Leah's Sarah was uh, Hana. So then Yigmor Afbeachayos. Then with the next sister, when it comes to Rachel, then you can do Chalitza directly to her. This is an opposite Mishnah, but the way that Shmuel learns this opposite Mishnah is talking about a different case. When the Mishnah where it says that it's Asr, that's talking about where you're where you're doing Chalitza to the Tzara of a sister. And in a case where it's Mutter, that's when you're talking about doing Chalitza to the sister of the Tzara. So they're opposite orders. But Ravashi says, it's actually more simple. This answer of Shmuel is quite complicated. And really, it's more, more like the simple version of Shmuel, as he said at the top of the page, that if one does Chalitza to their sister, then the Tzara is stuck. But the reverse is not true. That Litzaros, if one does Chalitza to a Tzara, then the sister is exempt. How does he explain? Really, the problem is like this. What's happening is, says Ravashi, is that while it's true that a sister has a stronger version of Zika, because there's a there's an air of a relationship there, but when it comes to the to the tsara, she has a, a weaker version of Zika. And that's why the rules are different. And Tanya Kavasi de Ravashi, there's a Brisa, seemingly, that posits just like Ravashi, that the strength of the Zika for a tsara is weaker than the strength of Zika for a regular sister. That if a person does chalitza to one of the sisters, either to Rachel or Leah, then the co-wife of Rachel or Leah would not be exempt. She still needs chalitza. And the implication is, That's what the Brisa seems to say very clearly. 
my time, or what's the reason why? Isn't it because there is some element of zika, but the zika of a is weaker, a lower level of zika, a lower level of connectedness than the zika of a sister? Says the Gemara, that's not that's not necessarily true. There's another way to read this brisa. Who does this work according to? That just might be the sheet of Beishamahi. It's not what does Beishamahi say? Beishamahi matir natsaros laachen. He says that the tsaros in this case of the arbaachen are mutter to the to the brothers. So the Gemara picks up on this comment of Beishamahi and says, Ihachi, if Beishamahi says that the tsaros are mutter to the brothers, then yivume name tisyabe. Then why does Shmuel say that they have to get chalitza? You can marry them. So says the Gemara, the reason why we don't do that is because of the Shita to Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri. We have learned this already. To Amar, what does Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri says? Say, he says, We don't want to be in a case where we're dealing with these very, very complicated halachos of Zika, and it's better, suggests Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri, to do chalitza instead of yibu. Says the Gemara, that's a nice idea. The problem is that we never ended up pasketing that way because, as the Gemara says, in that one sitting, they were never able to conclude the way that Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri was talking. Things were moving in that direction. I don't know, what was it a democratic vote? I don't know exactly how it worked. But at the end of the day, Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri's shita was never fully paskin. So the Gemara responds, that's not true. They had more meetings. So after Rav Yochanan ben Nuri was no longer part of the Bezdin, I guess that's what's going on here, they still ended up having this conversation. And in fact, the conclusion was that when it came to a tzara, when it came to the tzara, to this co-wife of one of the sisters, the halacha was that she gets chalitza and not yibu. A little complicated, but the Gemara is basically just trying to understand that line of Shmuel that we started with. And there are two approaches. One is a more difficult approach of Shmuel, and the other is a more simple approach of Ravashi. And that brings us to another part of this sugya. Remember that this whole parak is our ba'achin, and we're still talking about that case. As we turn to the top of Chavzayin and the base. So Leah and Rachel were married to Reuven and Shimon. Reuven and Shimon die. Leah and Rachel fall b'yibum to Yehuda and Levi. One of the brothers gives a get, which is not really functional because she needs chalitza no matter what. Uh, and one of the brothers, so let's say Yehuda gave a get, Levi did mimer to one of the women. Ezemehen kodemis, which of these two women should get chalitza first? And the Gemara paints the picture. Do we say that bailas haget adifa? Do we say that it's better that the woman who got a get, it's better that she should get chalitza because mishum because she's already one foot out the door. He already wrote a, a document indicating that he didn't want to be married to her. Oh, Dilma, or perhaps we should be more concerned about the case of Bailas Maimer. We should be more concerned about Levi, who gave, uh, who did uh, Maimer, which is Kiddushim de Rabbanon, Kiddushim de Yibum, to, uh, to one of the sisters. Do we say that that one should have Chalitza first, Adifa, Mishum de Krova because they're closer to intimacy, even though they're not allowed still, because it's only Kiddushim de Rabbanon. Which person should get Chalitza first? And the Gemara says, this is not really a question. It's, uh, it is an innocuous question. And really the answer is, it doesn't matter. How do we learn that out? Chavzayin Amud is four lines down. Amar Ravashi Toshma. Umode Rabban Gamliel. That for a woman who has a get, she can also have maimer. And for a woman who has maimer, she can also have a get. 
And had it been that Iget Adiv, if Get was more powerful, Lo Lehani Maimar Abasre, then Maimar wouldn't have worked on that Get if Get was more powerful. The Maimar Adiv, had Maimar been more powerful than Get, Lo Lehani Get Abasre, then it wouldn't have, the mechanics of the Gitten would not have worked under certain, under those circumstances. And by virtue of the fact that we don't see that one is stronger than the other, says the Gemara, Elolav Shmamina, they are considered equals. So if Levi and Yehuda are dealing with their two Yevamos of uh, Leah and Rachel. Levi gives Maimer to uh, to Rachel, and Yehuda does, gives a get to uh, Leah. Doesn't matter who gets Chalitza first; you just give one. Doesn't matter. Okay. Again, Amar Rav Huna, Amar Rav. Beis Achayos Yevamos Shenaflu Lifnei Yavam Echad. This case is a, a slight variation on our Mishnah. Our Mishnah had four brothers. Here we only have three brothers. It's Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi. Because look at the case here. Beis Achayos, two sisters, and they were they're Yevamos. They're Yevamos. So they were married to Ruvain and Shimon. Let's call them again. We'll call them Leah and Rachel. Shenaflu Lifnei Yavam Echad. They both fell to only one brother, which is the brother of Levi, the third brother. Once he does chalitza to Leah, the older sister, Hutra, Rashi says, Lishuk, she's allowed to marry anyone. And once she does chalitza to the second person, then Hutra, that second person, Rachel, she is then allowed to marry anyone Bashuk. However, and here's where we get into a little bit of a machlokas. Mesa Rishona, if Leah dies, Mutter Bishnia, then Levi's allowed to marry Rachel. But and ve'ain sarach lomar and the reverse is for sure true. Ve'ain sarach lomar that mesa shnia if Rachel died shemuter birishona that absolutely he can marry the first of the sisters that fell, which is Leah. Why is it so obvious in the Gemara this way? Why is that the case? Says the Gemara mishum dehavia yevama shehutra benesra bechazra behutra. She used to be muter when Leah became the yevama first. When Ruvain died first and Ruvain was married to Leah. Instantly, Leah was really muteris biyibu. She was the only sister at the time who had a husband who passed away with no children. But then she became Nesra when Rachel died because it's Achozekukaso. And then Vechazra Bahutra. And then she became muteris again when Rachel died. Tachzor Lehatera Harishon. And therefore, she goes back to her original status of having been the, the lone Yavama who's allowed to have either Yibum or Chalitza. That's the Shita of Rav. However, Rav Yochanan Amar. If Rachel dies, you're right, Mutter Berishona. That's correct. The Levi can then marry Leah. I agree. Aval Mesa Rishona, but when it comes to the Shita, when it comes to the death of Leah, Aser Bishnia. Under those circumstances, Levi cannot marry Rachel. Why not? My Taima. Shekol Yevama, She'ein Ani Kore Babashas Nefila, quote, Yevama Yavo Aleha, end quote. Here's the flow of events. Ruvain uh, is married to Ruvain and Shimon are married to to Leah and to Rachel. What happens? Ruvain dies, and then uh, Leah becomes a Yavama. And then while Leah is still a Yavama, Shimon dies. And who joins her in the Yavama category? His wife Rachel. But Rachel has never had a moment when she was allowed to have Yibu. Because Rachel became a Yavama on the heels of Rachel becoming a, of Leah becoming a Yavama. So she never had that moment in time where she could fulfill the Pasuk of Yavama Yavo Aleha. So the second sister, when she became a sister, only after her older sister became a Yavama, she's never had that moment in time where she can be a Yavama. So that's why Rav Yochanan argues that if there's a case where Leah died, therefore Asr Bishniya, Levi's not allowed to marry 
Rachel. Says the Gemara, but we just learned in the Shita of Rav that it's totally fine. Rav said that if Leah died, that Levi can marry Rachel. So what does Rav say? Rav less Svara? Rav doesn't hold of this pasuk that there has to be a moment in time when we say that the woman should have at least been eligible for Yibum. Of course he does. If there's ever a case scenario, says Rav, this is very this is evidence against his own shita. If there is if there is a woman who but for whom we were never able to say that Yibum applied, so then she's like a woman who's not eligible to ever be part of Yibum. So how then can Rav hold? That if the, if Mesa Rishona, that if Leah died, how can Levi then marry Rachel? After all, she's never been eligible up until this point. She's never been eligible to, for Yibum, says the Gemara. It's true that Rav agrees to this, but not to the extent that Rav Yochanan does. Says the Gemara, two thirds of the way down on Chavzayin Amidbeis, Hani Mili Hecha Dekoi Be'apa Isra Achos Isha Deoraisa. When does he say? that there needs to be a status of Yavama Yavo'aleha, that's only by Dine Deoraisa. Aval Hacha, in this case, all we're talking about is Zika, and Zika Dirabonon. Zika is only a Din Dirabonon. When the issue, the issue that we're dealing with is a Din Deoraisa, Rav concurs, and he would agree that if Leah died first, if the older sister died first, that no marriage could take place, no yibum could take place between Levi and the younger sister of Rachel. But because here we're dealing with a din derabanan of Zika, therefore it's permissible. One more sugya for the night, and then we'll wrap up. Eisvei, Rabbi Yossi says, Rabbi Yossi Barchanina le Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yossi Barchanina asks a bam kasha to Rabbi Yochanan, one that honestly uproots this whole parak. Because the Gemara actually concludes here that our Mishnah is Miraf Sinigra, that our Mishnah is a mess. So let's see what's, what's wrong with our Mishnah. Rabbi Yossi Barchanina asks Akasha to Rabbi Yochanan. Arba Achin, there are four brothers. Beis Mehem Nesu and Beis Achayos. Reuven and Shimon are married to Leah and Rachel. Umesu Hanesu and Esu Achayos. Reuven and Shimon then die. Our Mishnah says, Hare Elu Cholzos Yabmos. These two women of Leah and Rachel, they need Chalitza and they cannot have Yibu. Says the Gemara with simplicity, ve'amai. Why is it that we say that there is chalitza and no yibum? Leku chad One person should do chalitza. The second wife, Rachel, she should get chalitza. And then all that needs to happen is that Rachel, uh, is that Leah falls back to her initial position of Yavama Yavoaleha. It's a perfect solution to our Mishnah. Our Mishnah says that when Leah and Rachel, their husbands, die and they fall to, Ru- to Yehuda and Levi as Yevamos, we said they both need Chalisa. Says the Gemara, why? We just learned that according to both Shitas of Rav and Rav Yochanan, that if the younger sister Rachel gets Chalisa, that the other sister, she's fine. She can have Yibu. Why does our Mishnah say, Chaltzos Velomis Yabmos, when really there's no reason why Leah can't have Yibum. It's a great question. It's a simple question. Um, and we probably all should have thought of it on our own. It's, it's, We're it, not assuming they died at the same time. That's a, that is a great question. The Gemara is going to ask your question on the top of the Amad Aleph. That's exactly it one of the questions. Not because Kozla, Kozla, but earlier we did assume that. Correct. The Gemara is going to ask that question. And, and by virtue of the fact that there was no answer, therefore our mission is a mess.
That's what that's what that's the flow of the Gemara. So that's the Gemara's question. Vamai, why do we say Chalisa without Yibum in this case? I can easily, really easily create a scenario where Yibum should take place. Says the Gemara, five lines from the bottom. Omar Le Rav Yochanan says, Achayos, this Mishnah about the, the sisters, this Mishnah about Arba about Ar, about the Arba brothers, the four brothers, Mishanon. I have no idea who, who quoted this Mishnah. It's wrong. Could you imagine? We're, we're right now a blot and a half into the parrot. The opening Mishnah, scrapped. Why? Because of this one question that we cannot answer. Who in their right mind would say that these two sisters, both of them require chalitza? It's not true. So says the Gemara, why didn't Rav Yochanan give a whole possible slew of answers to this question? Vilema, why didn't Rav Yochanan say, uh, what does it mean when it says cholzos? It's only It only applies to one of the sisters, not to both. The chalitza only applies to the second sister, but the first one, when the second sister gets chalitza, when Rachel gets chalitza, <coughs> then Leah can actually marry. She says, you can't. Rabbi Yochanan says, you can't say that. Cholzos katani. It doesn't say cholitzos. It says cholzos. You got to look at the word. You got to be, got to have some integrity to the words. It's plural. So therefore both. Okay, but the lemale my cholzos. What does it mean cholzos? It's cholzos. Uh, it's cholzos de alma in general. In cases like this, where there's two sisters, so then cholzos for for the for the for the other sister, but the younger, the older one can get married. Why didn't he say that? Because hare elu ktani. The Mishnah says elu. These sisters, these two both get chalitza. So the, the question is still saying, okay, fine. Rav Yochanan, why didn't you say this? Vilema, This is a little bit of a difficult language in the Gemara. I mean, the Gemara seems simple. Why do we say that maybe we did the chalitza of the, of the older sister first? And if we did the chalitza of the older sister first, then she's no longer able to be a Yavama because you already did a chalitza to her. You can't remarry her. And then you might accidentally marry the other sister in, in, in mistake. Says the Gemara, because it seems from our Mishnah that the chalitza that's taking place is not lechatchila. I'm sorry, that it is lechatchila and not bidiyavet. Okay, fine. Rabbi Yochanan, on top of Kav Rabbi Yochanan, I don't understand. Why didn't you say, Why didn't you say, yes, it's lechatchila, but we have to put in a rabbinic injunction because if you do chalitza on the second sister first, great, then Leah can be married. But if you make a mistake and you do the first sister first, that's a big problem. Gzeira, you're right, it should be lechatchila. Okay, but we have gzeiras all the time in Shas. Says the Gemara, because we're not allowed. The Lomisyabmos Katani, it says that there is no Yibum. Deleka din Yibum Hachaklal. It seems from our Mishnah, from the language of our Mishnah, that Yibum has no place in our Mishnah at all. Okay. The Lay maybe the reason why we have no Yibum in our Mishnah is because maybe we should say the reason why we do Chalitza and not Yibum, we're concerned. We're concerned that if you don't do Chalitza to both, you, then, then we're going to end up with a problem where one of the brothers is going to die, and then we'll end up not having Yibum for one of the sisters, which is a big problem. Says the Gemara, why did, because Rav Yochanan the Misa Lochayish. Rav Yochanan wasn't concerned about that. In general, Rav Yochanan wasn't concerned about that, and therefore, you cannot use the mitzvah, the, the bitl mitzvah sivam in concern. Then the Gemara says, okay, Malay, why didn't Rav Yochanan say that it wasn't even his own shita? Say, Rabbi Eliezer, he he had a very strict shita that once a person, once a woman, a Yavama, has a status on her where she's not allowed to have Yibum even for a moment, then she's never subject to Yibum again. Why didn't we just say it's Rabbi Elazar? Says the Gemara, because me the Savior of Elazar, Rabbi Elazar. Because if the Savior is talking about Rabbi Elazar, then it can't be that the Rasha is talking about him. 
Okay, so we're back. The name Alahu says David Merzel, Why don't we say that it's a case where they both died at the same time? And then you don't have a choice. It's not like it happened in sequence. It happened simultaneously. And we know that we, have, we believe that Bevasachas has happened. The God forbid, uh, you're talking about, an, an, let's say, the, the terrible car crash, whatever the case is, where both of them die in approximately the same moment, close enough in time, where the sequence of Yevamos becoming Yevamos is irrelevant. And we know that this is true because Rabbi Yossi Aglili, we know it's possible for these two things to happen at the exact same time. Says the Gemara, because lo sasam lantanak, Rabbi Yossi Aglili, nobody, our Mishnah doesn't seem to hold like Rabbi Yossi Aglili that we believe in Simtum. Vilema, maybe we should say, Vilema lei delo yadinan hai nafal barisha. Maybe we should say the case is a case of Suffolk. I don't know who died first, says Gemara. Then that would be why our Mishnah says that if you get married, you have to get divorced. And says the Gemara, In a case where you don't know who got married, you can say to the first guy, who gave you permission to get married? But the person who's the second guy, Omar, So says the Gemara, this is a possibility. And the Gemara says, says the Gemara, none of these things are things that Rabbi Yochanan said. And by virtue of the fact that Rabbi Yochanan said none of them, our Mishnah in the beginning of this parak is incorrect. We'll stop right here and pick up Amir Tashem tomorrow with Dav Kavches at the, at the two dots, one third of the way down. Wishing you all a beautiful night.